Welcome to Redeemed Meditations, everyone. I am your host, Thomas Sandow, and I am finally dropping another episode. It has been a little bit. It, um, let's see, we did a flashback a couple weeks ago, and we actually did nothing last week. I didn't feel, I guess, right doing a flashback episode because, well, the podcast hasn't been around all that long. And really the only reason I dropped the first flashback episode was because that first episode with Alex, for some reason, only showed up on Spotify. And uh, I just felt like that one was good enough that everybody really needed to hear it. And so that one didn't get um the attention that uh i i think it should have gotten um so maybe some of y'all listen to that again or maybe that was the first time you guys listened to it either way um yeah it's still a good episode alex said a lot of really good things in that episode on uh reform worship and of course you still got like super raw um me not like i'm not raw anymore but you know that was second episode ever recording stuff and i had alex from the host of undying light and since then you know i've been on his shows before and i've been uh he's been on my shows a, you know more than a few few times so um I guess, especially with the uh, co-host thing, I've gotten a lot better at stuff, but um, still haven't gotten, I guess, 100% comfortable with doing stuff by myself. And I think that's why I haven't been putting stuff out there if I haven't gotten a guest. Uh, once again, uh, I, I'll just say um, I, I, I listen to a bunch of podcasts and, um, I, I used to listen to just a whole bunch of sermons, whole, you know, different things like that. But then I really started really enjoying conversations and not just like regular, you know, academic theological conversations. I, I liked the conversations where it was almost as if the people were, were, um, inviting you into their living room to sit down, have a cup of coffee and talk with them instead of just you're listening to two or three guys talk. Um, and that, that's kind of the, the, um, I guess the vibe that I've been trying to go for on this show. And, uh, since those are the shows that I like to listen to, that's the show I kind of want to produce out. But it, I have been noticing it is not all terribly easy to get somebody on the show every week. So I kind of got to get used to this, um, doing it by myself uh, every now and then, even though I do got some pretty cool um, guests lined up and some pretty cool ideas for topics, even have some ideas for um, another series. But we're just going to do some, um, we're, we're going to go out into some different things, uh, do some different styles of, um, of podcasts. Um, 
I don't really want to talk about anything too in depth, but um, yeah, you guys will be able to listen to those when when those I guess drop. Um, you guys already know I don't do a lot of promotion or anything like that. Pretty much what I do is I as soon as I drop the episode and it's available, I pretty much just text the link out to everybody else and if they think somebody else or all of my friends and um if they think somebody is uh or somebody else could benefit from it or something like that um i i give them the freedom to to get that out there to other people so um i actually my listenership which is all five of you maybe And really, you guys probably only listen for Nephew and Alex and Noah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you guys, uh, you guys are my kind of promotion. Um, You guys are the way that I promote the show. Uh, I've I, I don't at all monetize the show. That's not what I want to do it for. Uh the the reason why i do the show is because one uh i i was bored one day and i thought let's start a podcast but two the um the idea kind of got got in uh, even from the uh the time time i did in ministry in rhode island uh, a lot of people have asked me to start a podcast or one that thought it would be cool if i started a podcast so I did, and I'm pretty much doing it for them and anybody else who wants to listen. So um, I will put these out when I have time. I will admit um, I I have started working a new job, and it's longer hours, and uh, it, it, it's sometimes a little bit harder to get. I, I can already see it's going to be a little bit harder to get these ep- episodes out, but I will try to get them out regularly. Um, and then, uh, I, I got some other stuff going on, um, kind of, um, I guess you would call ministry wise, but I, I'm not sure I want to talk about that to the plain public. I'm sure there's a lot of you that are listening that I've already told, but I I don't want to just go ahead and put that out there for, um, for, for, just just and it's not anything bad or anything like oh well he's not really that or anything i'm not trying to jump the gun on anything i just um i i i i want to be careful one of the things that that i i really want to um i want to keep from especially in ministry things is to keep things from getting to my head so i don't get get a big head um and it's something that I think God's really working on me is uh, it, it's gotten to the point to sometimes it, I have a hard time taking compliments. Um, like people will tell me that I'm smart and tell me the whatever, um, or, or they'll just compliment me on um, knowledge or things like that. And I don't know how to take it because I, I don't want to find pride in that because I, I do do know where this knowledge come from this is from nothing from me it's 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 all from God and um, I, I I don't know these things and I 
and I, I'm going to be honest, I can't do any of this, anything that you guys benefit from this. It, it's not coming from uh, your your host, Thomas Sandow. It's coming from um, Christ in me. And so I, I, I want to guard a lot towards um being prideful and um, getting getting a big head and getting inflated and um being puffed up um but i've overcorrected so much to the point where i start to see any exhortation as a form of flattery and anybody who talks to me long 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 enough knows that uh, I, I think flattery is a it is a sin. There's a pretty big line between encouragement and flattery, and I think most people don't want to be encouraged. That they want to be, um, they they want to have, um, you, you know, that they, they want people to blow smoke at them, so that that they feel like they're the man. That's where they get their their worth. Uh, that's not what I want. And and not only do I view that as a sin, I, I view that as a pretty egregious sin um, because it allows for so much pride and has the temptation for that much pride. Um, but like I said, I think I've kind of overprotected to the point to where I can't even take regular exhortation. So maybe me not announcing some things is that but yeah but long you know kind of wrapping everything up before we get into what we're going to get into today uh there there's just a lot going on and um i apologize for not putting out as much content as of late but today I thought it'd be do be kind of cool to do some some something a little bit different. Um, I was really kind of hope, hoping to get somebody on today, but you know, um, time differences and things like that make that um, really hard sometimes. And I think that's one thing that I didn't take into account when um, starting a podcast. But yeah, so. So I'm just going to go ahead and run with the plan that, that, that I had. And the plan was to ba- basically have a conversation about not really a theological topic or anything like, like that. I just wanted to talk about three of my favorite verses in Scripture out of uh, 1 John 2, 15 through 17. And in the ESV... It reads, do not love the world or the things of the world. For if anyone loves the world, love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in, in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life, is not from the Father, but from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. I remember reading that in depth for the, like, study-wise, devotionally, 
the first time I can't it was in the very beginning of my time in Rhode Island and I just remember reading that and just being completely overwhelmed with joy that at some point everything every desire like the the words desires just spoke just popped out so much to me that the only thing i wanted was to be close to god and to have god's desires be the desire of my heart and I wanted to be rid of any world, worldly desire and to see that plainly written out in scripture that the world is passing away, but not only the world, but the desires of the world are starting to fade and they have been fading. And until at one, till, and they will f- go on fading until there is nothing left except for those who love God except for those who desire God and those who desire the things of God. They'll last forever. So one of the things, like I said, one of my biggest prayers, and it's still a huge prayer of mine, that God take out any desires that are of my flesh, of my sinfulness, of of basically myself, and put in his desires so that I would know how to please him deeper. So, But not only know how to please him, but so that I could be closer to him. Because what is it? that separates us from God. It is sin that separates us from from God. And I think it's really, really easy to look at a passage like like this and to think think, think about the the that that uh the desires of uh, of the flesh and the desires of and or and the desires of of the eyes and the pride pride of life that that we can kind of look at these things and think think of the oh well that's just in possessions it's just in uh having things having expensive cars it's about having money it's about having um you know all these physical assets but isn't the desire of the eyes what's pleasing to the flesh what's pleasing to the sinfulness that separates us from holy god i mean if we think think, think, think about it way back to the gar- garden that our original parent, parent parents looked at the apple and saw that it was good for knowledge 
they saw and had a desire for it. How many of us long and yearn for the day that we don't look at anything other than Christ and desire and desire that more than Christ. How many of us look forward and think think, think about and even how much the, not even not even prayerfully how much does it even just cross, cross our minds that the only thing I want to behold the only thing I want to desire is Christ. And there's plenty of great things out, out, out there. I, 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 this might sound so I have a dog I really, really love. I have, I, I have parents. I have a wife. I have a baby on the way. I have people in my small group, in my church. I have very close friends. I love deeply. But how many times do we take those good things and we desire those things over our Heavenly Father? How many times do we put that over Christ our King? How many times do we put those o o over the Spirit? Who brings conviction and comfort. Who grows us in sanctification. How many times do we do that? I, I would verge to say that we do that, if not on a on an hourly basis, we do that on a minutely basis. And you know what? It brought me a lot of comfort as a kid to, uh, or not as, as a kid, <laughs> as a, as a young Christian to hear R.C. Sproul say that he can't even obey the first commandment for one second to have no gods above God. Man, if RC if RC can't do that, then how can I? But I can tell you that he longed for that day while he was on earth he longed for the day he longed for the time that he sees now just Christ's face to behold the beatific vision to behold Christ Christ's face i think sometimes when we think about blessings and being blessed that we think we do think about the stuff and the things and we even think about awesome things like salvation and we think of even a reward that we're going to have in heaven you know we think we get told of the inheritance that we're going going to have but how if we really look at what it says in the Psalms, what what Moses want, 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 wanted, even what Jacob wanted, was he wanted to see the face of God.
These men, David, Moses, Jacob, they wanted to see the face of God. They wanted to behold him. But because of the sin in their lives, because of the lingering sin, even though salvation had been there, and salvation was active and had been achieved for them, the lingering sin in them still separated them. Okay. So in the Old Testament, the true blessing was to behold the face of God, that to have the beatific vision, that was the blessing that the Hebrew wanted. Now, if you look for, for it in how things are taught and how even even what we would call more sound church churches we talk about we talk about heaven we talk we even talk about the 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 new heavens and the new earth the the um the the new creation whether you believe that it's a um it it, it it's a whole brand new earth and brand new universe that gets made or if it's just a purification of the already made creation. That sometimes we think about that, you know, sometimes we think about the reward we're going to get. Sometimes we talk about, you know, Jesus ta ta talks about those who who earn tre tre treasure in heaven. Sometimes we think about that. Sometimes we think about the um, the glorified body that we will receive to where there will be no pain there will be no growing weary and none of those things are bad but i do want to say that if you're desiring those things and those are your main desires that you want when life ends whether that be Jesus coming back or you being called home, your desires are out of place. And I'll, I'll, I'll even say my desires are out of place. We should want and yearn for the day that our number one desire isn't the new heavens and new earth isn't the glorified body isn't the reward that we'll have in he he heaven because our greatest reward our greatest inheritance is christ i don't know exactly everything that happens when it when it comes to the reward in he he heaven and the reward that happens in eternity. I don't know everything about that and and everything that 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 entails. But what I do see is I see the elders take their crowns and cast them at the feet of Jesus. And if the elders in Revelation 
are casting their crowns at the feet of Jesus, how much more with whatever we are rewarded with in heaven, in the new creation, in eternity, how much more will we take that and throw that at the feet of Jesus? Because he is all we need. He is all we want. That is the deepest desire of my soul. It's to behold Jesus. And it tears me apart that I, I am still in a way I, I, I cannot see him. Which means there, there is that bit of separation. Yes, he, he, Christ is in me. The Spirit resides in me. But I long for his face. I long to see him. To not have anything separated. To behold him physically. I long to shed what's left of the lean, 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 lingering man. What's left of the lingering flesh inside of me. I long to be rid of that. I long for the day that I don't put good things in front of the greatest thing, Jesus Christ. And there's a very scary warning in, in, in here, start, start started off with, with verse 15. Do not love the world or the things of the world, for if anybody loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. First, that is very scary because those who love and make their own desires and yearn for, for things of this world. And let me be clear, anything that is put in front of Christ, in front of holy God, is sinful. That is a sinful act. That is a sinful mind. That anybody who loves these things will not abide in the Father. The love of the Father is not in him. But I also want to make it really clear, Christians do not lose assurance in this. And I just talked about a whole whole bunch about how there's different very good things that I have put in front of Christ. But I want one want you to know that that for those very sins Christ died. For those very sins Christ gave his life. 
for you. Shed his blood, wash those cleans. He's not surprised about, about it. The debt is paid. That does not mean continue to do that. Continue to put things in front of Christ. Continue to put things in front of Holy God. Created things in front of the Creator. But what I am saying is that you should not lack any assurance. I don't believe the Apostle John thinks that or wanted people to question their salvation here. I don't think so. I think he wanted to be clear that those who love the world, like Lot's wife, who looked back onto Sodom and Gomorrah, who would rather long for the perishing world that is fading away, those are the ones whom the love of the Father is not in. And the other, the, the rest of it is comfort because he says, for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the fa 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 father, but it's from, from, from the world. But it's almost as if we could put in, take heart, Christian, the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of the, the, the will of God. This means if you trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ, for your salvation, for your justification in the eyes of holy God. And if you trust in that work, not only in the work of the cross though, but also in the life that Jesus lived for you that you could not live, on your behalf and then died your death on your behalf. And then believe in his resurrection showing that the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made was pleasing in the eyes of the Father. You will abide with God forever. For those desires 
that are in you, the desire to put things in front of God, the desire to chase after the lust of the eyes, the desire to chase after the pride of your heart. That's fading away, Christian. Take heart. Be encouraged by that. Now one day, you will sin no more. And you will be face to face with your king. With your beloved shepherd. These, these three verses mean so much to me and I, I, I can't even get into, I, I think within, uh, within an episode's time, especially me just by myself, I, I, I don't think that I can get into into how much they mean to me. And especially as, as a young Christian, reading these, how, how much, because I was so concerned with making sure I, I lived a, a life that was pleasing to God and that, that, and as we should be concerned with that, but I really, you know, um, um, I, I think I did a, a story on my Instagram the other day from uh, Justin Purdue, where he talked about as a young Christian, he, uh, he, he really wanted to be known for his love of Christ. And, and, and I, I think that's kind of where I was coming from at the time. And, uh, and he talks about now as a pastor, all he wants to talk about is Christ's love. And I think if we focus rather than, than showing and getting almost tormenting ourselves to sometimes to, try to show how whether we're trying to show God or trying to show ourselves or trying to show other people how much we love Christ and be known for that man doesn't that make that about you though you know really just roundabout way Yeah, we're saying we're doing it for Christ and we're saying we're doing it. We want to be known for Christ and because because our love for Christ will point other people. But to say that you want to be known for your love for Christ, that I want to be known for my devotion, for my godly habits, that just points a lot of glory to my direction that belongs only to Christ.
And it's hard when I realize stuff like that and seeing that I, no matter how far I come, the, the one of the things that I've noticed the most in my Christian walk is that the deeper I get in faith, the more sanctified the Spirit makes me, the closer I grow to God, the, the more the, the depths of some of this sin I never knew I had. And this is why I long for the day that I don't have any of that, that I don't have to be revealed because it wearies me sometimes. It wearies me a lot of times. But I know Christ knows my heart. And the best thing is, is that I know his and his is gentle and meek in spirit. And holds open arms to those who are in his flock. To those who, who he knows. To those whom the Father has given to him. He knows them. And his heart is for them. Yes, his heart is also for his glory. Yes, his heart is, is also for, for his, 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 his holiness. And, and, and again, to say again, his glory, glory. But he also has a heart for sinners. How could he not? How could he not have a heart for those whom his blood covers? How could he not have a gentle and lowly heart? For the sinners whom wrath he bore. Why would we think that that heart stopped at the cross? It lives on and it will always live on for eternity. But the greatest thing Christians, is that one day, every desire that is not of Christ, every desire that is not in will with the Father's love, will fade away along with the rest of the world. And all that will be left 
are those who abide in Christ with their Savior. I know I've gone off on kind of a couple tangents and I thought I actually thought that during this last one I was kind of wrapping it up and closing it up but I I just um <laughs> like I said I I get that nothing that there's not words I can fully put in to um, vocalization, into um, writing even, that I believe can explain the comfort that I feel from these ver verses. The hope that it gives me. That one day the... that Christ will finish what he started. That God is faithful to see and finish what he has started. But I think that's uh, that's an episode. Um, guys, I... I um, I hope you uh, you enjoyed me ranting a little bit, I guess, is what we might be able to call this. But just me doing a monologue and just, again, completely off the cuff, off the top of my head on what uh, what what this verse mean, means to me. Guys, if you like this kind of episode, let, let me know. Maybe we'll do a couple more. Uh, or we'll continue doing stuff like this. Uh, got got some things to announce and some big things coming, um, coming with the show. And um, you know, like I said, I got some other things kind of brewing and stuff that I'm kind of just waiting to let people know. Um, there's a lot of people that are listening to this that already know different kinds of stuff. But uh, yeah, so. Um, Guys, um, guys and girls, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to offend or trigger anybody. Um, be encouraged. One day, the desires of the world, along with the rest of it, the long with the rest of the system that is totally against God and wants you to produce or and wants to produce everything that drives you away from him. One day it will be gone and take heart. It is in fact right this very second fading. The worldly desires inside you are fading, Christian. Trust in the finished work of Christ. We'll see you guys next time.